Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Can't you feel your warming up? Yeah, I'm your weatherman. Delbert McClinton, I'm your weatherman. There was one stipulation to us agreeing to do the show for Lisa Dent, and that was we get to talk to Tom, Tom freaking Skilling. Skilling. Sponsored <laughs> by Permaseal Basement Systems. Tom, happy belated birthday, man. Well, thank you, guys. And what a treat this is. We haven't had a chance to talk for a little while. For so uh, about this a- is really... Wonderful. Thank you for the birthday greetings. Uh, and uh, boy, what a lousy looking day this has been. Yes, huh? yeah. it is. But you know what? It feels it, it feels and smells a little bit like spring. Um, yeah. Well, you know, we had uh, 50 degree temperatures into the morning hours up into the southern suburbs. Now, we've gotten into some colder weather here. But you know what, guys? We had thunderstorms this morning mm-hmm. and uh, they've roamed the area from time to time. Uh, producing hail that's covered the ground. Oh. I've gotten some uh, comments from folks out in the northwest suburbs, out toward Palatine and Elgin, that they were awakened uh, as early as 5 or 6 o'clock this morning by loud crashes of thunder. One lady out in Palatine even had a pine tree struck oh. 20 feet from her home, Whoa. and it blew the tree apart. So the branches were blown off it and all the rest. So... Uh, Boy, there's a sign of spring, huh? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I was going to say it's good sleeping weather, but never mind. It's <laughs> not so good. <laughs> no, that's true. I, it, the comment was made that it was a little disconcerting to be awakened from a deep sleep by yeah. uh, the sound of uh, a freight train like uh, yeah. hailstorm going outside. Uh, so it was something. See, anytime but, I, I would hear a freight train, uh, my mind would immediately go to tornado and I would head to the basement. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's funny, Steve. Uh, I think you're not alone in that. A lot of people associate that freight train noise. You know, the fact is any uh, loud, uh, any wind will produce a freight train sound. It doesn't have to be just a, a tornado. And I think that confuses some uh, folks. But also, I, I guess just the sheer sound of the hail pounding down this morning mm. was enough to uh, be a bit jarring. But yeah. you're you're absolutely right. And of course, you know, as we head towards spring, we get closer to tornado season. We're not quite there yet. I don't but, know if you saw any of the, the posts that we put up on Twitter uh, after uh, yesterday's show. We had a post the day before, and it was looking out our studio and looking over to Navy Pier. And yeah. yes, yesterday when we came in, we noticed it was so foggy you couldn't see Navy Pier. So we posted that, gee, it looks like somebody stole Navy Pier. And one woman actually, <laughs> actually responded and said, well, it used to be there. What did they do with it? <laughs> what happened to it? But she admitted hey. she had a little fog in her brain. So she said, forgive me for that. <laughs> Well, guys, you know what's interesting is some folks who live up in the upper reaches of some of our high-rises in the South Loop sent me some pictures. Mm. They were up above the Stratus deck yesterday. And, boy, that's a sight. You know, you look up and you see patches of blue sky amid the high clouds, and then you look down on this solid bank of Stratus. And, of course, we were 
who were down at street level were looking up at a miserable looking sky mm-hmm. and all that fog you were talking about. So there was a very distinct uh, temperature inversion uh, uh, and a layer of in which the visibility dropped dramatically. Mm-hmm. Well, this and morning then we got the wind and it mixed it all out. Do you know? At one point yesterday, we had a hundred degree temperature spread from zero up by the Canadian border in North Dakota to nearly a hundred degrees Whoa. down on the uh, Rio Grande River in Texas. Wow! Uh, isn't that amazing? No, that's and, just and, weird. Yeah, we warmed up through Texas and Oklahoma yesterday. Seventies came up to uh, St. Louis, oh. so it got awfully close. Yeah, but you know it's that incredible temperature uh, spread that sets up these uh, these big storms. Okay, he, he, here's a, a question for you to look in your mental archives. What is the yeah. what is the largest temperature spread you can ever recall? That's a great question, Steve. I, I'm going to say about 140 degrees. Whoa, really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean it's. It really is extraordinary. Uh, when you've got some snow cover on the northern states and you still have that cold air available in Canada, and yet at the same time the days are getting longer and the sun's getting more intense, you warm up the southern states, it's extraordinary uh, what a difference that makes. Mm. And, you know, all weather on Earth is driven by the fact that one area gets warmer than another area. Nature doesn't like that much, and so winds blow between the areas of varied uh, temperature and you get these big weather systems to spin up and you know this is the first of two uh, storm systems that will affect the midwest the second one will be deeply in the cold air and that could snow on us uh, late thursday thursday night friday it's not a super storm but it could be enough to be disruptive and it looks like the snow would start toward dark uh, or at least late in the day on thursday and then snow thursday night and friday morning uh, and the early read on that is that we could get something like two to six inches of snow. We'll we'll refine that a little bit as we get closer to it. But, Pardon uh, me for whining. I've shoveled enough snow. <laughs> <laughs> and Lisa is coming back from Mexico from a gorgeous, gorgeous stri- uh, stretch of weather. I mean, her pictures yeah. were wonderful. That would be really rude and unkind if she came back to that on Thursday. <laughs> it definitely would. Uh, Lisa could be forgiven for thinking that maybe we're resentful of the fact she went down <laughs> the war and we we conspired with mother nature yes. to uh, to welcome her back in that fashion that that would be pretty mean although we have no such power so we we haven't really done it well you, know? you do yeah i was just gonna say but tom well, you underestimate oh, yourself oh no no <laughs> tell you i look on as helplessly as everybody else does and so do all of my colleagues you know we just have a couple more charts and a little more data to do it that's all well speaking of a little bit more data we're gonna uh, hit the pause button for a second and get a check on traffic with mary raindrops are falling on my head and just like the guy whose feet are too big for his bed we are talking with tom freaking skelling <laughs> and we you know I'll tell you, guys, I get a kick out of your posts. And I was talking to Johnny yesterday, Steve, and I guess you guys have not been down to uh, Florida. You've got no. what, the place in Panama City, right? Panama, uh, Panama City, City Beach. Beach. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And we haven't been there in over two years. 
Mm-hmm. Oh man, we've got to get you down there. I, you must be uh, sick for the, the the beauty of the Florida beaches. Oh, there. the white sandy beaches. But I've got to say, I follow the weather forecast down there. It has the Canadians are okay with it because if it's in the forties, they're still running around in flip flops. <laughs> but the rest of us are saying, wait a minute. I came from the Midwest. 40 is cold when it's coming off the Gulf. And we've been watching, uh, we have a a Roku on our TV, and we've been watching one of the local TV stations, WJHG in Panama City Beach. They're wearing parkas. And and they can't believe it when their overnight temperatures are in the 20s. That's crazy for the Gulf Coast. That's when your pipes freeze. So then we have that to worry about. You know, oh, gee, the neighbors say, don't worry, we've got blankets wrapped around the pipes, you're okay. But that's just unreal. Isn't it something? You know, I worked one year in Jacksonville, Florida, mm-hmm. at the NBC affiliate there. And I remember, um, first of all, people would call me up and say, where can we take the kids to see snow? You know, because they had never seen snow. <laughs> right. And um, then whenever you predicted a temperature like a 25 for a low, the calls would start coming in and people were saying, now, what about my radiator? Is it going to burst or anything like that? You know, and the fact is, it, it wasn't a threat because, uh, uh, you know, at those temperatures, they'll only be down there for five or six hours. Yeah. And most radiators can stand up to that. There was a guy down in Florida, uh, a weather forecaster, who thought it'd be cute on April Fool's Day to announce that it was going to get down to zero. Oh. Uh, only his viewers uh, accepted that as gospel and uh, started talking about digging up their lemon trees and oh. their orange trees and all. He was subsequently lost his job. (laughs) But uh, jokes on him, right? Yeah, you don't fool around on things like that. I'll tell you, not in Florida. Hey guys, at the other end of the spectrum, I got to tell you. You know, I go up to Alaska, Mm -hmm. and the little place I go to south of Anchorage. You know how much snow is on the ground right now? There, fifty-one inches of snow are on the ground. No, thank you. Way up the mountain, they've got a ski uh, hill there. I don't ski, but some do, mm-hmm. obviously. And they've got 190 inches uh, uh, halfway up the mountain there in south central Alaska. Wow. So it could be worse. <laughs> you need a big honking snowblower for that puppy. Yes. You would. You would. And they've got them up there, Steve. You know, they have these graders that, uh, you know, run around the clock on some of these roads. And they do a pretty good job with it, but I'll tell you something: our streets and sand people here are no shrinking violets. Uh, they could, they could teach them a little bit about urban snow removal. I think in some of the cities up there. Well, it's let good. us make people aware of the rain that's falling now. This morning we drove through a pretty hard rain coming into the yeah. station yeah. Uh, downtown here. Is this rain this afternoon and this evening? Is this going to become the snow? No, um, I'll tell you what will happen. Now, we're going to get some icing up in the northern counties. Um, but um, we're expecting this to be tapering down. The heaviest, uh, heaviest of this will be over by the evening rush hour. And uh, and so as we move into the evening rush hour, and then it will taper off and end tonight. Tomorrow will be kind of in that quiet but breezy and cold period between two st- the, the two storms. So it'll be kind of partly cloudy tomorrow. The winds will be blowing briskly from the northeast. We'll have highs in the 20s. We're in Arctic air tomorrow. And and even Mm -hmm. tonight, uh, by morning, we ought to be down to single digits out in the suburbs and probably 12 to 14 here in the city with uh, the wind chills that are down in single digits. So we're going into some cold weather. But then on Thursday, uh, things will cloud over. That's the day after tomorrow. 
it'll still be windy, and uh, we could get some snow to develop toward the uh, evening, perhaps even toward the evening rush hour the day after tomorrow. So that that's the period we'll watch. Mm-hmm. But in uh, we think the heaviest of that one will go downstate, in downstate central Illinois or central Indiana. And that will be on the north edge and might get a little lake enhancement of that. I think, though, by the time we get to midday Friday and forward, we ought to have the sun breaking through. And while it will be cold for the coming weekend, uh, that looks like the last big storm for a little while anyway. So that would be good news. Well, speaking of good news, give me something to look forward to. I'm, I'm, I'm bummed out that the negotiations <laughs> are not going well with the, with baseball. I want opening day baseball in Chicago, of course. And can you give me a hint? Or when are we going to see anything resembling spring? When's it going to hit us? Well, t- you know, Steve, our sunlight is two and a half times stronger now than it was back on December 21st, which is uh, characteristically the day of week of sun. So the days are getting longer. We've picked up uh, over 90 minutes additional daylight. The sun's two and a half times stronger, and the days continue to lengthen. So what you're going to find as we move into March, which is uh, right at our doorstep and in the not-too-distant future, here's a rock-solid prediction. We'll have summer uh, coming in a couple of months. And uh, <laughs> Let me write this work. down. Yeah, write it down and hold me to it. So. <laughs> That's why they call him Tom freaking Skilling. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Hey, look, I'll tell you, you know, Johnny, I've done this long enough to know what I can guarantee and what yes. I can't. Yes, I, I hear you. You know, we'll I... Have- in you know four or five months so you know as we had the pleasure of of talking to you this afternoon i found myself reflecting on the last time we talked on the radio now are you ready for this guys the last time we talked on the radio none of us were on social security (laughs) (laughs) that was a long time ago Hey, guys, uh, I, I realize having celebrated the 70th birthday, I'm deep into AARP territory yes, now. Yes, you are. Oh, and you and, get free coffee at McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? And I'll tell you, Johnny, I don't know how you guys feel. My mother always said, don't be afraid of getting older. It gets better. And I really think she's right. You yes. know, I, oh, I uh, agree. Yeah, I agree. You're going to be able to travel more, which I know you've got some trips planned. You uh, Listeners do want to know if you're still going to hold your tornado conference, if that's going to be coming up in April. You know, Johnny, I've, I've switched to climate change. Uh, oh, good. Program. And I'll tell you, you know, we did the uh, Fermilab tornado seminars for 38 years, and we had a veritable who's who of the severe weather mm-hmm. forecast and research community come through those. But I've been working in recent years on uh, climate change programs, and I've got two coming up. There's one that's coming up in McHenry County uh, by the Environmental Defenders of McHenry County. They'll, they're doing a program in March, and then I'm doing a program for the uh, Midwest chapter of the League of Women Voters mm. uh, in April. Uh, it'll be around uh, Earth Day. And later this week, it's interesting, my, my friend Louis Uccellini, who's uh, for many years head of the National Weather Service, has just retired. So we're going to shoot a piece with Louis. Louis earned his doctorate up at the University of Wisconsin. But Louis's going to fly into town, and we're going to drive up to Madison and walk the campus and uh-huh. do a piece for WGN-TV on his incredible run as director of the National Weather Service. That's wonderful. So, we'll look forward to seeing that, Tom. I, I'll tell you, you are always fun to talk to. And I know you have your friend up in Barrow, uh, what used to be called Barrow, Alaska. I can't yes. pronounce the I know, name. I know, because they've gone back to the Inupiat language. Yeah. 
<laughs> yes, yes. We've got a lot of catching up to do we'll do off the air, but I'm told that we're also coming back on Wednesday now that we got to talk to Tom Skilling. So thank you, Tom. So good. Thanks <laughs> a lot, Tom. Take care, buddy. Nice talking to you. It's great talking to you. Be well, guys. Thank you. The news with Steve Bertrand is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom.